Well, this is a re-recording of our message from the 19th of December for our, from our carol service because we didn't have recording facilities available on the night, but just to complete the series that we've been doing in John's Gospel over Christmas, uh, we thought we'd re-record the first message of the series called The Word. I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll get straight into reading John chapter 1, verse 1 to 18. Let's pray. Our God and Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are a speaking God uh, and that you speak to us uh, supremely in the person of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to hear the word that you're speaking to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it'd be great if you had a Bible with you and you were able to turn in that Bible to John chapter 1, verse 1 to 18. We're going to be reading uh, from that part of God's word right now. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. John came, to, came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Now, John's Gospel was written by a close friend and disciple of Jesus. John was an eyewitness to all that Jesus said and did. But unlike the other three Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, in John's Christmas story, there are no angels, there are no mangers, wise men, babies. John's Christmas is a strange one, at least to us. John's Christmas is more actually like a behind-the-scenes cut. So if you read the first few words of John's Gospel, you could easily think you were reading the first words of the whole Bible. The Bible begins appropriately in Genesis 1 verse 1 with the, with the words, In the beginning. And then God proceeds to create the universe out of nothing. John's Gospel also starts with, In the beginning. But he doesn't start with God right away. John starts with the Word. In the beginning was the Word. Who or what is he talking about? Well, if we look at what John says next, the picture starts to gain depth. John says that the Word was with God. 
That's person language. That's relationship language. And so there's a relationship between God and the word. It's a relationship which stretches way back beyond the beginning of everything. The word is a person who has been with God forever. But there's more because he doesn't just say the word was with God. John says the word was God. Now, this is a strange tension, but the Bible's very clear that not only was the word with God, but the word also was God at the same time. I think one way of understanding this is to think of it like uh, those famous drawings by the 20th century Dutch artist M.C. Escher. In Escher's drawings, the perspective of, of which way is up keeps changing depending on which part of the picture you're looking at. But the amazing thing is that no part of the picture compromises any other. And depending on how you look at it, the word is both one with God and distinct from him at exactly the same time, and no part compromises any other part. I wonder if we can say something more about this word. Now, words are very important and useful things. When we're little, our first word is a milestone. I wonder what your first word was. It's a milestone in our kids' lives when they can start to speak because finally they can tell us what they need and they don't have to cry at us anymore. The point of words, of course, is to say something. It's to communicate. That's what words do. Do you know what God's word did back in the beginning of the Bible in Genesis chapter 1? That's right. God spoke his word and stuff started existing. Now, if you and I want to make something, say we want to make a Christmas cake, uh, we need to gather the raw ingredients together, we need to mix them together and finally bake them in the oven. But not God. God doesn't start with raw ingredients, mix them together, bake them up, and suddenly there's the world. No, he speaks into nothing and says, let there be light. And light obeys by existing. You see, God's word communicates God's own unmatched creative power. And so John is right to talk, to talk about how everything that has ever been created, from the smallest particle to the most magnificent galaxy, down to you and I, was made with and through God's word. Of course, John is then also right to talk about how this word gives life. And we'll talk more about what the light means and the life means uh, in our next messages on this chapter. So at the beginning of John's gospel, John's Christmas story, we're taken right back to the beginning of everything and we're introduced to a person called the Word, who is both with God and who is one with God, who communicates God's creative power and who gives life. But at this point, we're still, we still haven't been told exactly who this word is or what it has to do with Christmas. I'm sure you're starting to make some guesses of your own by now. If we jump down to verse 14 of John chapter 1, see what the Bible says there. It says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John says, 
the Word became flesh. In other words, he became a human being. And John says the Word lived among him and his friends. John says he's seen the Word face to face, and as he's seen the Word, he's seen his glory as God's only Son. Of course, the Word is none other than Jesus. Now, I really love the way the disciple starts his Christmas story. It's like he pulls back the curtain on what's going on to show us the inner workings of the history of the universe. This is a cosmic Christmas we're talking about. And instead of a baby in a manger, a cute nativity scene on a Christmas card or in a shopping mall, John shows us a Christmas where God himself is revealed in all his creative and life-giving power through his own son, his word, who becomes a human being just like us. Now, this is provocative stuff. The Bible is clear about who Jesus is. And this means we can't just put him in the category of just another religious figure peddling just another religion. Yes, there's, there's Buddha, there's Muhammad, there's Joseph Smith, even Abraham and Moses, but Jesus is in a category entirely of his own. You can't say that any of those other religious figures were with God in the beginning. You definitely can't say that God made everything through them, and you certainly can't say that they were in fact God. But you can with Jesus. He is in a class entirely of his own. This also means the choice of what to do with Jesus is a different choice from what to do with other faiths and religions. See, Jesus allows us to know God because he is God and he reveals God. Most other religions will offer an opportunity to find God, to seek God, to reach out to God. But what we find in the gospel and what the Bible says about the Lord Jesus, we find a God who reveals himself to humanity. He speaks his own word and he comes to seek us. Now, Jesus also brings life. As God's creative power, God's word, he brings a new creation. And, you know, that's something that each of us desperately needs. It's not just because life with COVID stinks or because of what the Bible says. Oh, it's, it's actually because of what the Bible says about our relationships with God. See, because of our sin, we're destined for death and separation from God forever. But the good news of what the word comes to do is there in verse 12. Where the Bible says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You see, the Bible calls us to believe that Jesus is who the Bible says he is to trust him to deal with our sin and to change us from being God's enemies to being his own dearly loved children. You know, if you've never seriously considered what the Bible claims about who Jesus is, maybe what our, our, the Christmas carols we, we've been singing are all about. Tonight is as good a time as any to do something about it. In our service outline for our carol service, you'll find a short explanation of the story of the whole Bible along with some suggestions of what to do with this news. 
You can also look on the back of our orders of service that we have each Sunday, or you can Google uh, Christianity Explored or Two Ways to Live to find some excellent explanations of who Jesus is, why he came, and what it means to trust him. But if you do reassess your relationship with Jesus today, can I ask you a favour? Don't keep it to yourself. Tell someone about your new life in Jesus. You're also welcome to get in touch with us here at Grace Christian Church. I'd be very happy to chat to you, answer any questions you have, or even help you find that new life in Christ. As we close, it might seem strange to call Jesus the Word of God. After all, isn't the Bible the Word of God? Well, yes, it is, but what is the whole Bible about? The Bible's not just some children's stories. The Bible's not just a bunch of rules. The Bible's not just some old history of a nation which doesn't really exist anymore in the same way. The Bible is the good news about Jesus. The great writer C.S. Lewis, who wrote the Narnia Chronicles, hits the nail on the head. He said, it is Christ himself, not the Bible, that is the true word of God. The Bible, read in the right spirit and with the guidance of good teachers, will bring us to him. I wonder what your favorite word is. I wonder if any of the kids listening have a favorite word. In Australia, we have lots of favorite words. Uh, which we discovered when we moved here almost 10 years ago. One of my favourite words is cactus. And I got to use it a few weeks ago when our dishwasher decided to leak all over the kitchen floor. Did you know that God has a favourite word too? Do you know what it is? God's favourite word is Jesus. That's because Jesus and everything about who he is is the most important thing God wants to say to us. So make sure you hear what God is saying tonight. I'm going to pray once more before we finish off. Our God and Father, we thank you that you have spoken to us in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for revealing yourself to us, Father. We pray that you'd give us ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to receive everything about who Jesus is. We pray this in his name. For his glory's sake. Amen.